You've tuned in to the LU Moment, and we're glad you're listening along. I'm your host, Shelley Batanza. Each week, we'll highlight the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Even if you've been in the area most of your life, like I have, you may not know all of the good things going on at Lamar University, not only for our area, but for the nation. Consider that in a recent economic study, it was concluded that Lamar University has a community impact, get this, $273 million a year and supports more than 3,800 jobs in our area. And during the last five years, Lamar has awarded 19,000 degrees. Some of the most popular degrees, engineering, education, and nursing. Lamar University is putting students to work in our area immediately upon graduation with job-ready skills. So LU really is building the workforce for the employers right here established in Southeast Texas. But that's not all. The university is impacting the community not just by preparing individuals for jobs, but also through deliberate efforts to grow business in our area and beyond. One of my my favorite uh, things that's going on right now at Lamar is, and there are a lot of great things, but one of them is the Center for Innovation, Commercialization, and Entrepreneurship. It's a brand new building and program on the campus, state-of-the-art, very modern, very beautiful. But during the past few years uh, of its founding, the, the center has trained more than 400 people, including underemployed, returning veterans, and high school graduates for construction jobs right here in Southeast Texas. The center's also worked on a project with Rebuild Texas to train 100 individuals to restore homes across Southeast Texas and incubated eight technology entrepreneurs to expand industry and create jobs in the area. So they're taking these entrepreneurs and helping them not just write business plans, but meet up with investors and really get their businesses started and underway. It's an incredible program at Lamar University. And uh, now, if that doesn't make you want to get your red on, I'm just telling you, there's so much more. Lamar's online industrial engineering program was just ranked number one for return on investment. An SR education group, an education research publisher, recently published its 2019 best and most affordable online engineering rankings and due to Lamar University's relatively low annual tuition coupled with high median annual salary of LU's engineering graduates, Lamar claims the top spot. Yep, they ranked number one right here in Southeast Texas. So go on and sink yourself into major debt if you want to across the nation, but you can go to Lamar right here in Beaumont and get an engineering degree. Lamar is producing top-notch employable engineers for a great tuition price. I love it. So because Lamar's University's uh, engineering department is so outstanding and receiving so much acclaim, we decided to bring in Dr. Tracy Benson. He's an associate professor of chemical engineering. He's with us today to discuss uh, another significant program. It's happening with the College of Engineering in um, the, uh, losing my mind here, chemical engineering department and um, it could have a long-term effect on 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 the environment it's got worldwide implications and I was really interested to learn about this uh, even for even for someone not real engineering savvy technical like me it's it's fascinating 
um, what this 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 program, this partnership with UT, a very unique program and partnership, could do. So, um, first, uh, thank you, Dr. Benson, for being here. We really thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Um, First of all, tell me what are the what are the disciplines of engineering that Lamar offers first? So Lamar University, we have chemical engineering, electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, industrial engineering, and civil engineering. So there are five five departments, five disciplines. Yeah, big beautiful building. I was in there yesterday and found you, and learned about this program and and just think it's great. So is this a unique partnership that you have with UT, and how did that happen? So it is it is a very unique partnership, and it's called Go M Carb, and it's uh, the Gulf it's a Gulf of Mexico partnership for offshore carbon storage. So basically, in this area, because of the amount of industry that we have along the the Gulf of Mexico, uh, we. We have a large number of industries that um, that produce a tremendous amount of carbon dioxide, and CO2 is thought to be a greenhouse gas. And the question is, if it is, how can we reduce the amount that we emit? And that's what this this program is about. It is funded by the Department of Energy. It's about a sixteen million dollar project. So the the Department of Energy granted sixteen million dollars to. UT and Lamar. Correct, correct. So UT UT's the the lead on this and for one, Lamar has some geography involved in it because we are right on the Gulf of Mexico. We have good proximity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But as well as, as uh, myself and, and Dr. Chen, who's also in chemical engineering, uh, we have expertise in, in carbon dioxide management. So one of our one of our goals uh, for our careers is to reduce waste and mm-hmm. reduce the impacts that we have on our environment. And that would include this carbon dioxide. That includes the carbon dioxide as okay, well. Okay, so these these plants um, emit this carbon dioxide, and the goal of this is to to research how to 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 lessen that. Correct. So uh, the idea here is to uh, take um, an oil well that's no longer in service, that's positioned say one to two miles off off uh, in the in the ocean in the gulf of mexico in the gulf of mexico itself and then and where it used to be a a production for oil it's no longer in service so now the question is can we use it to pump co2 so it's just a skeleton sitting out there correct Ah. correct so now we're we're not advocating to pump co2 in the ocean this is going down below the ocean floor um maybe up to a mile or so and, but so you would pump it down into the ocean, and it's kind of like a depository. Correct. It would stay there forever. Yep, that's what that's what the hope is. Okay, and that's what the research is about. That's what the research is about. So because of the the amount of oil wells that have been dug in the Gulf of Mexico over um, not quite the last century, but 50, 75 years, ge- geologically speaking, we know a lot about the subsurface. And part of the group, the UT group, the, their Bureau of Economic Geology, they're going to be mapping it and modeling it into what what you would be able to see in, in a 3D model. So just kind of like what you like the what you would see in a weather forecast when a storm is coming, how they model that, and they say, well, this model says this, and this model predicts that. We're going to be looking at several different models. And you, the question is, if we pump it down there, will it stay? Will it stay? Will it stay? And will it have any effect on the earth, the ocean? The no, I'm this, making things up. No, I don't no, know. No, no, you no. Know? You're, you're perfectly, uh, yeah. perfectly right to a- ask that. No, this is um, 
so if you go d far enough below, what you'll see are saline aquifers. And so these are salt water, the brine solutions. Ah, and, okay. you know, most of the time we imagine these things being oceans, whether it's oceans of oil or oceans of water. But really, it's, it's within the bedrock. Okay. So if we put the, the, the carbon dioxide down, it, it, pump it down, mm -hmm. and it's in the saline, it's in the salt water, and it's mixing with the, the bedrock that's there, we believe that will probably form like a calcium carbonate, a, a stalactite or stalagmite, and be forever stored. And, uh, and be done. Be We're done. done with it. Be done. That's right. Now, how much of this can we take and store? And how much is there? I mean, is it like, I'm assuming, an overabundance? <laughs> and, it's, and it's constantly being correct, created, correct. right? So um, if and depends on the source. So in southeast Texas, we have a lot of refineries. And when you pass by a refinery, when you see, quote, unquote, smoke coming out, yes. it's not really smoke. It's what you see is, oh, is do the we steam. Want to know? Okay. It's steam. <laughs> okay, and okay. What, you don't, what, you don't see, what you don't see is the carbon dioxide. Okay. And so the first step then is to separate the steam from the carbon dioxide. And capture it. And you capture that. I got it. Now, that's not the only places we make CO2 uh, from point sources. Uh, anytime that you turn on the light switch and you're using electricity, well, that electricity... Um, in the United States, largely comes from either coal or natural gas. Right. So when you burn those, you are creating, again, steam and CO2. Again, separate it. And just uh, back of an envelope calculation from in the United States, just from electric power generation, we produce about 3 billion tons of CO2 per year. Oh, wow. So the and again the idea is that these are coming from point sources this so this is not tailpipe emissions this right. come it comes from large point sources and that gives us an opportunity then to capture it and then store it fascinating project so practically how's this going to go down ut and lamar cardinals are going to get together and and discuss or what's the practical approach so um we we're constantly in contact through emails and and conference calls and then this next month we'll have a workshop at Lamar University and it's a yearly workshop this year it happens to be at Lamar next year we'll we'll choose a different location and the attendees are international uh so not just not just Texas uh, Louisiana, the United States, as as well as different parts of Europe, so people will will probably everybody's interested in this yes. problem. And so how to deal with it. look looking for looking for global solutions takes global brain power, and of course the the idea is also to look for uh, economically viable solutions to long term carbon storage. Well, that that is really fascinating. When when is the workshop? The workshop is February eleventh and twelfth. Great. And um, I'm sure anybody who's interested can come yep. to the workshop. And can they get in touch with you? Or how could they get more information I, if someone listening yeah, they is can, interested? They could, they could certainly uh, email me. My uh, email is tracy.benson, T-R-A-C-Y dot Benson, B as in boy, E-N-S-O-N, at Lamar, L-A-M-A-R dot E-D-U. Well, I think it's just fascinating that Lamar was, was chosen um, because there are other universities on the coast, and uh, the engineering program is recognized as one of the best, and so um, our engineers were chosen to participate in this, in this partnership that could have long-term effects and really solve global, global problems. Correct. So very, very exciting. Thank you so much uh, for all the, the great information, and we'll have you back so that we can, uh, we can, learn, we can learn more about how this uh, program is progressing. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. 
Okay, you know, another way Lamar University impacts our area is culturally. And so I want to tell you a few things that are going on. Our calendar at Lamar is constantly full. I mean, we have speakers and music and theater and lectures and art exhibits and sporting events and dinners. There's always something going on on the campus. And so I just want to give you a few uh, things to mark on your calendar, things you may be interested in going to. We've got uh, Dream Weavers. This is a production of our fine arts department. I'm sorry, it is an art exhibit at our fine arts department at the Dishman Art Museum. It's the works of world-renowned fantasy artist Julie Bell and Boris Vallejo. And they'll be on display at the Dishman from until March 1st. goes up January um, 25th, so it's on display now and will be in the Dishman through March 1st. The community will have a chance to meet the artist for a talk at 5.30 on February the 15th. So check that out. Admission is always free and open to the public at our Dishman Art Museum on the Lamar University campus. Flute Day is uh, January 26th today, 1 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. at the Rothwell Recital Hall. Admission is free and open to the public. That's another thing I love about so many of the Lamar University programs. They're free and open to the public. We want our public to come out and participate and, and appreciate the arts and the lectures and the different uh, series and things that are going on on the university campus. Participate with Lamar University. Of course, basketball is in full swing and our women take on Nichols at 7 p.m. on January the 30th in the Montaigne Center. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Our women are having a wonderful basketball season, so check that out. Uh, The Art of Social Media Etiquette Professional Development event is January 31st, 530 to 7. It's going to be held in the Executive Event Center of the Wayne A. Rio Building on the first floor. You can join fellow LU alum and other Southeast Texas professionals to get great tips on improving your professional appearance on social media. So this is an alumni event. All of our alum are invited. Registration is $7 and you'll need to go to lamar.edu alumni night. You can also call 880-8921. Lecture recital featuring Chris Madden is February 1st, 7.30 to 9. That's in the Rothwell Recital Hall. It's presented by the Mary Morgan Moore Department of Music. He's a pianist. Chris Madden plays throughout the United States and Italy, showcasing his talents in master classes and recital performances. Okay, let me give you just a few more. We're bringing a rocket scientist to Lamar University. I want you to save the date, February 5th. We're bringing in Adam Steltzner. Did I pronounce that correctly? Correct. All right. Thank you, Dr. Benson. We're bringing in Adam Stelzner. He's a NASA rocket scientist, and uh, he's going to speak at the Live Oak Ballroom at the Setzer Center. Adam Stelzner is recognized as one of NASA's leading and most unique innovators for nearly a decade. He led and inspired the breakthrough team that invented the ingenious sky crane system that so spectacularly landed the Mars rover. It's going to be an amazing talk. You're not going to want to miss it. Who else is bringing in rocket scientists? I want to know. Only Lamar University. February 5th, 7.30 to 8.30. Thank you so much for listening to the LU Moment. We'll be here weekly. I'm Shelley Vitanza. See you next week.